It's been another day. We're moving our chairs around. Oh, getting comfortable. Gotta get comfortable. Gotta get comfortable. I gotta get comfortable. Um, we are currently sitting on Polly and Bark um, bar mm. stool chairs. Um, we're pleased to announce that they are not a sponsor of this week's episode. Oh, shoot. Um, they should be, though. Um, should be. Polly and Bark, please reach out. I think I might get these. You should. They're really cute. I mean, maybe get a different color. We'll get a different color. You can get the same color. We'll get a different color. They're just really comfortable. They're very comfortable. Very comfortable. They they do exactly what you need to do. And they, now I'm doing free advertising. They understand the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. More free ads. More free ads. One of these days, maybe we'll get paid for one. Um, which, by the way, yeah. is very early on, and I don't. I, I kind of want to bury it in the episode, but I feel like I just can't. I can't let it happen. Okay. The Rival Podcast oh, has a God. website now. What the fuck? Yeah. The Rival Podcast has a website now. Is it made on Squarespace? That's uh, squarespace.com. Probably. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just... All right, well... You know what? Best of luck to them. See you in court, other <laughs> Bopper Flop podcast. We're coming for you. Mm. We are the OG originals. Mm. Uh, um, that one guy who was on Theranos' legal team, David Boyers or whatever his name is. We're going to try and find him. Well, he's uh, currently being deposed in Elizabeth Holmes' trial. That's a whole other story. We'll try and find that. him. We'll try and find him. We'll um, Simon, how have you been? Well, you know, just busy wheeling and dealing, listening to music. We've been listening to a lot of music. There's been some good music out. I've, have you been, have you, I feel like you would love the other two. Oh, I watch it. Love it. Yeah. If you're not watching the other two, brilliant. You're, I mean, like, there's no point in living if you're not watching the other two. It it's is so funny. so funny. And not just in, like, a... That's a pretty good show. It has it, there are gay themes. It's legitimately one of the best written shows I've seen. It is. It is just comedic gold. Like this is what like reminds me that like yes, I can enjoy TV and I can enjoy comedies because yes. like Hacks didn't do it for me. Okay, and like White Lotus was not really a comedy. It, it was a. And it wasn't. Yeah. I, it hardly made me laugh. But like the other two, I had. I have cackled it's many times. So funny! Oh my god! Uh, if you are not watching, you need to be watching. <sighs> Get on that HBO Max. HBO That's Max. HBOMax.com. Um, I'm also very excited for Big Brother coming. Not Big Brother coming back. Survivor coming back. Oh, I, you know, I need to. I need to watch a season. It is. It is. If it's a good season. Mm-hmm. You're in for a tr- like in, in, for, in for like some of the best moments. Here's the thing: I don't want to start it and then get attached, and then my watching partner Eric doesn't feel the same way. Like we got Eric is into Survivor. Okay, well I'm He's just like, saying we watched the season together. I'm just saying I got really attached to Love Island UK, and all of a sudden he doesn't want to watch it anymore. He's like, I don't need to see these. Not very smart people. I don't need every conversation. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I could listen to these people talk all day. Um, <laughs> all day. I couldn't. I couldn't. That's also why, I like, <laughs> when it's when it's like there's no like uh, Survivor's like a very strategic show. Like it's right. No frills. It's like there are some kind of some, dumb people that are just. Some people didn't come to make friends. A lot of people didn't. Parvati in particular. Um, I, I listened to her on that uh, that podcast. Yeah, the last call. She was great. She is she is so. She good. was a villain. She was a villain. Oh. Which, like, I actually I can see why she was a villain. Interesting. Just as someone who has never watched the show, I wouldn't have guessed that from listening to her. She yeah yeah. It just goes to show kind of the the kitten caboodle of the whole thing. Never judge a book. Never judge a book. Um, speaking of never judging a book. Uh-huh. Um, this week we're reviewing a, a, a an artist that, like, at first I was like, not for me. Oh yeah, I mean, when they first came on the scene, it was like, all right, this is a joke. Right. Well, so so uh, this week we're reviewing Montero by Little Nas X. That's right. And uh, full album finally. Full album. We said I think probably many many 
episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but we also had people reaching out that were like, Oh, we definitely had people trying to, I feel like, reserve their slot. Their slot as the <laughs> guest for this episode. But then at the same time, like, no one was, like, reaching out when the album was coming out. Mm. I think, what I will say is I think there's a lot, like... Interesting. What, what, what we I've been finding as I've been reaching out to people is a lot of people are intimidated by a microphone, but it's like... We're just having a normal conversation and, like, it's no right. holds barred. You right. know what I mean? But remember when we started, I was very nervous every time. It's like, oh, I got to say the right things. Now I just don't care. Yep. Yeah. I think now that we have the formula down and we also just kind of, like, have an understanding of what we're doing. I just like, assume. I see the numbers and I know people listen to it, but I still just assume no one listens to it. You know right, what I mean? Right. Well, no one's listening to it right now, and that's all that matters. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like that's, that's the way you think about it. It's that's like it's just right. just two guys having a good that's time. That's right. Um, <sighs> so when this when Little Nas X was first like on the scene, he kind of made his debut with the Old Time Road song. Old Town Road. Yeah. Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Not Old Time. Old, old Town. Old Town Road. That's right. It was that. Was that a, a Billy Ray Cyrus song that he took and remixed, or was no, that? No, that was like so. He, and this is as far as I'm understanding, he tried to make a song that was like kind of a meme. Like he wanted it to go viral, and he didn't really like. He tried to make kind of like a jokey thing. And well, he did it with Billy Ray Cyrus. Well, okay, icon, remind legend. me if you know. Was Billy Ray Cyrus on a remix? Like, did he release it? And then Billy Ray was like, I love this country song. I want to do a remix with you. You know what? I'm not even 100% sure. Okay, um, producer PJ, you want to look that? Um, Old Town Road. That's right. Um, you, yes. Um, this is the so. kind of investigatory journalism that we do live. We're doing it live. We're we can't. doing it. Why? We can't deal with this. We're looking at the wiki. Yeah, so it was released as uh, an independent sign- or single okay. to start off with. Okay. So yes, factual. And then Billy Ray Cyrus came up and hung. And did the whole thing, did that did remix. The and then there was like eight more remixes. Oh, people got on the bandwagon. He was, he was very much like, how do I chart this in every way, in every possible <laughs> every way? Every way possible. And at the time, like he wasn't, I think... For probably the first six remixes of The Many, he yeah. wasn't out as gay. No, he you could, wasn't. You could kind of assume. There were, you know, oh, you think you might be? You think you might be? That kind of, you know, the, the what do they call it, the, the talks at the water cooler? Well, that's exactly what happened. And, and, and he, he finally came out as gay, and it was like this big moment where I think that like straight culture was kind of like, we love this song. But well, what does it mean for us now? Right, exactly. So you were kind of, he was kind of in a weird position as an artist because he, his first release was kind of like, he just wanted it to get out there. And mm-hmm. it was kind of, it was like a family friendly hit. It's oh, like, yeah. You know, so now all of a sudden. It's the perfect boat song. Right. So now all of a sudden he has kind of positioned himself as this and he's like, but I'm gay, and so for a lot of people, that like but I'm, that kind of uh, like goes against you know a lot of people's like dumb, sorry, conservative values or whatever. So they're yeah. like, well, what am I gonna do? I don't My kid loves this. the old town road, but he's gay. I don't know if I can support this, right? And uh, let me tell you, like, I think that he kind of saw that um, social conversation. Mm-hmm. And he put his finger right on the pulse of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was like, okay, what am I going to do next? Right. And so at that time, he could have been like, I'm going to try to somehow navigate my sexuality with what people want my image to be or how they want me to act and, you know, behave on social media and in my music. And he just kind of said, fuck that. I think I I don't I think he to me it kind of felt like he was say he was listening to what they were saying and he was like yes and yeah I like feel a little like, bit like he was kind of like yes you're you're gonna probably want to turn the TV off little children I'm about to do some things oh yeah he definitely has tweeted stuff like it's not 
you know, like, obviously, this is not a quote, but, like, it's not my job to be your children's role model. Like, that's your job. Right, <laughs> And right. I agree. And I, I think that, like, uh, I'm trying to remember how the the singles and promotion leading up to this album kind of came to fruition because I... Was what was it? Call me by your name was the first song. Ugh. I don't think it was. Ugh. It was definitely one that people talked about. You know, he's given Satan a lap dance. He's you it, know sliding down a really long pole. You are one hundred. So actually, it, it it was it was Montero. Call me by your name. Yes. yes. Okay. Which Montero is his name? Yes. Um, his, his first name. His yeah. first name. Um, and it kind of took a little bit people by storm because there was oh, yeah. a lot of things happening in that oh video. yeah well he's a marketing genius like everything he does sparks conversation virality uh, absolutely yeah and it sounds like from what i've read like that's very much his influence and his vision which is very impressive right and there was also like kind of like a marvel-esque trailer that went with yeah. the album which was very cool so that's like one of the things too that um, I watched uh, his Zane Lowe interview um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this week, and on it, like you can tell that this guy is like so he was like very shy, like kind of like that, like I don't know how to do interviews or be right. casual about it. He was kind of right. like you're weird, <laughs> but then he but then he was also like I think he even mentioned that he he's a part of Stan Twitter culture of and. Course. Yeah. And like the de- the the devotion of defending like some like an icon of yours is like yeah. big for him. So I feel like he he truly is like just so aware yeah. of what the fuck like people are gonna talk about, mm-hmm. what's gonna go viral. But Absolutely. he's also not like apologetic about kind of like going. This is who I am. I am like oh, kind of a little 100%. bit of a nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm also just like. Feeding the flames. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I just um, it's been it's been very interesting watching all of his posts, like pretty much weekly, go viral. Like yeah, Met Gala, his like Lady oh Gaga three God. changes on the <sighs> the red carpet. Like girl, and they're all looked, like, iconic. He looked good in whatever that like bodysuit was. That bodysuit, mama. I fucking loved that shit. I'm just saying, Nas, if you're listening. You got my Twitter handle. Twitter, <laughs> my Instagram handle will come at the end of the episode. Yeah, and mine, you, mine will also come at the yeah. end of the episode. So keep listening, little Nas X. Yeah, reach out to us. And you got to figure out if your album is a bop or a flop. So yeah, what, you never know. And I sh- we should mention, um, Old Town Road was number one on the Billboard charts for nineteen weeks. It was crazy. It's a record. Yeah. Yeah. I was, what was your relationship with that song? Did you like it? Did you listen to it? Um, I didn't hear it right away, but eventually you hear about, you heard about it so much that it became something you couldn't ignore and I had to look it up. And I just thought it was like a kind of cute, catchy song. I didn't really think that much about it. I just knew, I was very aware that it was driving the collective social media people's crazy yeah it yeah i will say that like it came out i listened to it and i've been forced to listen to it many times as, yeah as kind of you pointed out a little bit of it was everywhere mm-hmm. i didn't really love it okay mm-hmm. i i would actually say i actively would try to avoid <laughs> listening to the song and i was just like so what i don't give three fucks like a black country singer like i don't need this whatever right and I think that's when I, like, as Montero kind of started the whole thing, it, it took me a little bit of time to, to get on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. It definitely took, like, a couple singles for me to be like, okay, so he isn't going for, like, a joke career, like a, like a comedy and music career. Like, you know, it, he wants to be taken seriously as an artist, and... I was seeing like the production value of the videos he was putting out and right. just there was a je- like every song he puts out just is very catchy. It, 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 he has that ability. Yeah. 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 I, I would say um, he definitely like one of the things he also mentioned in the Zane Lowe interview was that like he also doesn't want to be 
bucketed or troped. Like, I think he was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go down this path of this kind of pop R&B rap album. Mm-hmm. But that might not be what I'm going to do for my next album. I might Seems, go back to country. I might go back to like, um a lot of lines these days, genre-wise, are kind of blurring, and a lot of artists are enjoying like this. People, it's like we almost have permission to to explore a little more in their music. It's more about who the artist is these yeah. days, more than like the kind of music they're making. Almost to me, it kind of so it feels, and I don't want to give too much credit, but I feel like Lady Gaga might have really cemented that uh, to be a true artist is to mm-hmm. to find other genres of music and be able to create your own voice right. within that, like she did with Cheek to Cheek. Oh, and then yeah. she did with Joanne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even when you look at her different... Uh, even Chromatic, I would say, it's different than... It's very different. Than, like, her first couple albums. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's very more EDM-focused. She's yeah. doing, like... it. So I would say there's, um, I can see him trying to go, I don't want to be, I also don't want to be known as a gay artist that like only appeases to gay um, people, Betty Who, (laughs) you know, Robin. Where's the new music? You know what I mean? Like just Carly Rae Jepsen, like just. We stand. We stand. All ladies, we stand. I think, I think like I would die for any of those queens, but like. He doesn't want to, he wants to be more than that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I completely get. I even remember him, I think he tweeted out, he was like, just because I'm putting out a gay album or album this time doesn't mean I'm doing it next time. That's right. He could have his Joanne. He could have his Joanne, you know? That's right. What genre do you think uh, would be surprising but delightful for him to jump into next? Oh, God. Um... Well, this album kind of touches on a lot of different genres, so it's, I don't know, like, uh, my first instinct was, like, kind of like a pop punk kind of thing, which is kind of trendy right now, but you get, you get little tastes of that on the album. Right. But, um, I don't know, opera? Opera? Ooh. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, folky. Oh, like a Taylor Swift throw on a overcoat, sort of? Kind of, yeah. Out to the woods? Well, like, like, like a head in the heart, like, uh, just an Americana. Uh-huh. I think that, like, there's George Ezra, if you know who, who he is. I've heard. He has a very kind of, like, low and distinct voice. And mm-hmm. I think I think uh, Lil Nas X has also, like, just a very distinct, unique voice that would sound pretty good yeah. with that. So, uh, Lil Nas X, I know you're listening. Um, you have two <laughs> new genres to explore. You're welcome. Uh, if, you, if you end up making an album, just please put us... Oh, Put Bopper Flat Podcast is one of the lines that thanks right. to. And uh, find me on Instagram. Find us. Find Simon on Instagram. Find me on Instagram. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> um, very, he, Lil Nas X, you are so fucking hot. Period. Period. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so as we go into um, this album, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you listened to some of the sing- or singles uh, going in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will just say that for me, outside of Montero, Call Me By Your Name, somehow I was able to dip, duck, and dodge all the other music videos, or okay. even the songs, like, I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this, I don't, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Call Me By Your Name wasn't really, like, the song I needed to be listening to nonstop. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't uh, in my regular playlists. And so I kind of went into this album with like a fresh kind of beginning to end perspective without the singles kind of stepping out. I knew I that they were there. I kind of wish that I was in that boat going in. I wish I knew less about it going into the album. What I will say is like some of my favorite songs I ended up finding out are the singles. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, um, yeah. That's going to be how that's going to be. Good single selection. (laughs) Very good single selection. But I'll say that, like, I, as I've been listening to this album, I think what I appreciated so much about it was that he is so vulnerable in the album about, like, his upbringing and all the things that he kind of went through as a child. Like, what was the, it's the, the, 
there's no air in his air mattress, so he's laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they, it's the same shit every single time with his family. Like, yeah. You're, like, dead to me. Don't call me. Yeah. That it, kind of thing. It was kind of... It was, it was just an interesting... I wasn't expecting it to be, like, so... Like, there's a lot of emotion in it. And, obviously, like, coming from Old Town Road to now, like, the huge amount of evolving and developing happening as an artist. And what I'll also say is, um, and I, this is not my lived in experience, obviously I am cisgender white guy, Mm -hmm. but I, I I have heard that a uh, a lot of uh, black people in the gay community have felt invalid or have felt Mm -hmm. um, like, even if they're like, super fucking attractive and hot, they still feel not attractive among, like, their friends or their white peers because they... Because yeah. mm-hmm. there's that subset of the gay community that's, like, no, like, um, no blacks, no Asians, blah, 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 on their grinder profile and all those types of things. Right. But just as, like, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he even talks about that and, like, just kind of this, like, feeling of, of wanting to to find love and to wanting to be part of the community, but not feeling like he has a place in it a little bit. I'm really glad you brought that up, Aaron, because I think it's so fascinating to think about how young he is and how quickly his fame rose like overnight and the spotlight that's on him and the platform he has. Um, Like it's really tough being gay period right it's would be incredibly tough to be gay at the level that he's at with the exposure that he has and then to add on the fact that he isn't white like your difficulty living meter just rose you know tenfold Mm -hmm. because you're gonna get shit from you know the conservative crowd you're gonna get and it, it this is like uh, just a fact that the black community is less um, thrilled about homosexuality in general. Right. So you have to deal with your own community coming for you just for being who you are. So like, I can't like the amount of resilience he has to be able to be, to stick to his message so strongly when I'm sure the amount of hate that comes his way is just like, Insanity. Unbearable. Unbearable. I would see one of those comments and be like, okay, I'm just click. Okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, I will say that I think that seeing how much we are still paying attention, how much we are still subscribing to what's Lil Nas X going to do next, mm-hmm. I think that um, it's kind of showing that he is... He is the one finding success. He's a trailblazer. A trailblazer. For sure. Um, yeah. I don't... Because I think you, you... Call Me By Your Name was, I, I think, like, actually, like, music video of the year at the MTV VMAs. Okay. And, like, I know for a fact that, like, the straights are listening to yeah. that song. Like, yeah. that song's not just for the gays. Yeah. The gay listening pool is large, but gonna take more than that so. the, the straight listening pool is there and like yeah. is is going after it and i think it just kind of it goes to show that um society and culture even within like the black community is starting to shift to be mm-hmm. more okay with that because we also are starting to like cancel the baby for homophobic comments uh, and like Oof. you know what i mean like there's just uh there's definitely Room for um, for more people at the table, I feel like, yeah. than ever. And yeah. Lil Nas X has been doing such a great yeah. job with that. It's just frustrating how slow the progress feels sometimes. Yeah. But you gotta keep keeping on, you Gotta baby. keep keeping on. So, Simon, what did you think, like, what was your kind of overall thoughts on the album? Yeah, no, I was super excited for this album. I was pretty knowledgeable of the singles going into it. Um... I like we already kind of touched on. I was really surprised by like the lyric content and just how open and vulnerable he was about everything. Um, 
Uh, I thought the production overall was pretty consistent and pretty solid, if not maybe like maybe a little overproduced for me, just like a little too much going on. I don't know. It felt like, like, for example, so I talked to a friend of the pod, Gina, sister Gina, uh, shout out. We chatted briefly about the album. And one thing she pointed out, which I, which really resonated with me was just like every, like even like there's so much brassy sound, like brass instrument sound on the album, but all of it is like synthesized and modulated. Like it would have been nice to get a little more like natural sounding things on there because to me it felt like very 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 produced Mm. but overall pretty successful just like a little much for me but um i loved the singles and there are a few songs on there that i really like and i will continue to listen to um i thought there was a little bit of filler on this album and just from start to finish, I feel like it was maybe rushed out. I don't. I don't know. I. It's like really <sighs> trying to find the words to express. I know my heart. You know. I. I. Just. I think I. I flat out disagree with you. Yeah. Um. To me, the album had it was cohesive in in kind of the musicality of it, but it mm-hmm. also had similar to um, Miley Cyrus's Plastic Hearts. It had mm-hmm. a lot of different explorations of the genre mm-hmm. while staying true. Like you did have some more rap, like more rap heavy songs. You had yep. more R and B heavy songs, and you had more pop heavy mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. Some songs he was uh, like speaking. Some songs he was um, was singing. It was it was a a broad range there, but it all felt very cohesive. The one thing that I think um, stood out to me both in not both in a good way and a bad way, but more, it kind of stood out to me was his use of featured artists. Yeah, yeah, some real good features. Have you seen, like, rumors about the different collabs that were going to be, or, like, have you read no. anything about it? Like, no. apparently Drake was going to be on a song, and it just didn't work out. Apparently he really wanted to have a single or a song with Gaga, and he just, like, never got around to finishing that song. And I read that, I was like, girl... Lil Nas X did? Yeah, I was like, girl, that's the first That's the first song you finished. What are you doing? What are you doing? But what I'll say about the features is, be like, I don't want to to trope the album too much. But you can like, I think that like the genre of the album you'd have to put as one of the genres gay. Oh yeah, it's very gay. And I just mean gay in terms of the theme. And so when you have uh, Jack Harlow come on and he's talking about like getting pussy or whatever. Uh-huh. To me, it actually kind of it took me away. I like it was like, oh, uh-huh. okay. I don't want to. I don't want to hear that. I don't care. And like <laughs> the same same thing with like with uh, Megan and Doja. It was the same kind of thing where it was like, I, I get it. I love it. But like this also just feels like this rap verse could have been on anyone's song. <laughs> Does the Elton John feature not outweigh the other collabs? What What I will say, Elton's pretty good. What I. I but where was he on that song? I, I literally have listened to that song like 300 he, times, and I don't think I know where he is on that song. Just He's on the piano. That's it. Is that it? Yeah. He's not even singing? Another comment from Gina, you could have paid a freelancer $50 for that. I was wondering if he was like backing vocals throughout it. No. I don't even think he was. I, Elton, I don't know where you were, but like yeah. we tried to find you and you weren't there. I think they did like an Uber Eats commercial together or something. Maybe. Maybe. Um, and then you have, and then you have Miley at the end who like, great. I think she, out of the collabs, I would say that. That was a great collab. Great collab. Their vocal stylings really work together. They, they work really, really well. <sighs> but like, I, I can see why you thought the album was rushed. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, if you look at like the time from when it was probably started to now, mm-hmm. 
it probably is a, a faster album. Like I, I even know that he, um, the reason why there's not, there's no vinyl right now is because he didn't release the files to like be <laughs> released until like a week before <laughs> the album went, was out. Jeez. Oh, because I think he was, he, like, he's just one of those people that, like, wants to keep tweaking, like, yeah, this yeah. and then that and the other thing. One of the other things that he pointed out in the interview was that he, um, he doesn't like to, to pass things around. He truly oh. is, like, someone that, like, until it's done, no one listens to it. I don't want someone to listen to oh, an unfinished interesting. piece. Interesting. And so, like, uh, I, could, I just imagine him taking this and being very protective of it and being, like, I don't want to hand it over until I absolutely have to because, like... Mm-hmm. I feel so confident in it, but I also want to, if I do want to make a shift, I know this is my like first big album. If I fuck this up, like mm-hmm. that's big. Oh yeah. The expectations he puts on himself are crazy. Like he talks about like, if your album is doing okay, it's flopping. Which by the way, I took a screen grab up because, uh, I was like, it turns out, uh, that's the culture that we bring. Uh, sorry. Calling an album a flop. See there, gooder, it's bad. Sorry. Come on, flop. <laughs> Using our language, I just felt pretty... pretty. Which we pretty came up with. We came up with it. it, it <laughs> and it, then it was stolen. It got passed through the grapevine. a certain podcasting crew. Come on. It's fine. Now, come on now. Now, come on now. Um, so, for all intents and purposes, this album for me... Is a straight up bop. It's a straight, not as a bop. It is like it's a straight up. Bop. I listened to it at the gym. I listened to it on walks. I listened to it while working. I listened to it like the, the past week. Oh, and it has it. been an, a joy to listen to. Oh, um, so okay. bop for me. All right, great. What about you? Um, so for me, there. I think bottom line was when I when I finish listening to the album, I feel like I'm left wanting a little more. Like there's just something about the album that feels a little incomplete to me. And I would have wanted this album to be 30 more songs. Ah no, I not me, no. Oh, oh, oh. The one thing I didn't like, and that maybe this is what oh. it maybe this is Was it the interlude? No, well not, well, not talking about songs, because that's uh that's for later. Biggest flop. Oh, yes, yes. One of the things that like also is very true about this album that I think I don't love, but I probably is also the reason why you're like wanting more. Mm-hmm. The song is, there's 16 songs in the album or 15 songs in the album, and it's 41 minutes long. That's pretty short for a number of. Pretty much all of the songs are like just scraping over two minutes long. Oh. Outside of like "Call Me by Your Name," I think is a four-minute song. Okay, but like it is, cr- it is crazy how short these songs are. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. And so I can see you wanting more. I don't know if this is what you mean by wanting more, but like it clearly could have yeah. been a longer album. Sure. Yeah, I know, and like I should say, I really want success for Lil Nas X just in general as a person because I think he's so inspiring. So I am grading this on like a very heightened critical level because I really wanted to like love this album. Unfortunately, I didn't. But I will say there's probably like five or six songs on the album which I will revisit a lot that I really like. Um, So if I were going off the singles, I'd be like, yeah, this is a bot, baby. Um, just for me as a complete package, um, I just want there's, I just didn't, I didn't fall in love with it. I wouldn't buy it on vinyl if it were available. And I I might buy it on vinyl. I mean, even just for the cover art, it's probably worth it actually. The cover cover art is incredible. Um, I'm going to show you really quick because Apple music does this thing with, with the covers. Oh, God. He's, like, bouncing. He's floating up and down. Yeah, it is. It's, like, That's a live hot. cover or whatever. It's so fucking cool. I um, love that. But, so, it's a flop for you? For me, it's a flop, which I, it's, ooh, I, it even <sighs> sounds bad to say it, and I don't want to say it. You said it. It's, but I said it. It's a bopper and flop first. You know what? It's we, a bopper first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the first to, to flop it on the podcast. I mean, the thing is, is like what Little Nas X said, where he was saying, like, if it's like, what is it, medium? What was the line? If like, it's okay, it's flopping. It's a flop. Whatever. Yeah. Like, 
I can tell he didn't, like, he would have probably waited to put this thing out if it wasn't, like, if he didn't feel proud of it. I mm-hmm. personally really do like it. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like your, your top pop's probably going to be a single. What single is it going to be? Um, so in, there are probably <laughs> three songs on the album that even today going into this review are, like, jockeying for first. So mm-hmm. right now, I'm just really loving doja in general like she can do no wrong for me so the mm-hmm. feature she has on scoop it's like really working for me right now well then let's give a quick listen to scoop let's by doja listen, baby skirt wanna be the scoop love it love, love that lo- song um, I have never paid attention to Doja's verse until now. It's funny. It's it is good. Funny. It is so good. And that's what we love about Doja, saying you can't not call her smart with her big ass forehead. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. She just knows how she knows how to cut it deep. I love it. Like this song is very much like kind of like I wanna be trade. A little bit. Oh. Right? Yeah. Isn't it? Kind of okay. like, I want, I want, like, that's kind of what it is. I've been working on my body. I'm trying to make sure you're talking about it. Okay. Yeah. Like, come on. Okay, little boss. <laughs> I've been talking about it. Which I think he, like, also, there's something to be said about confidence being, like, sex, like, confidence is sexy. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that, like, he's found that he just, like, like, I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Like he's trying to be He's found like acceptance of in who himself. He is. Yeah. Of who he is. He knows he's sexy, what, what, baby. He knows he's sexy uh, and he's he's not gonna let anyone tell him that. That he's absolutely. not. Absolutely. And that's like a, one of the things that is so magnetic about him is he's just so unapologetically him. And that right. God, that line like I love that he's just so gay. Like Joey J, he is so gay. Like in talking guns, when I say "Where your dick at?" Yes, <laughs> yes, that line is so good. There are so there are so many good lines in this album that I just like. I I I'm just like. It took me a minute to go. There's the one which I don't even know what song it is. It might be the, my, it might be my top bot. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Um, we'll where he's that. like, I'm looking for the G and the B. Yeah. <laughs> And that took me a while for me to understand it. And I was like, oh, he's looking for the gays and the bisexual guys that he can go after. Like, duh. Like, are you G or B? You got the G or the B? Yeah. Is the line? Yes. Yeah, something. So like, good. just, he's he's smart. So he's a smart guy. Uh, yeah, that song has, I've just been fucking bumping that song. Bumping, so humping, the whole thing. Yeah. Bumping and humping. Bumping and humping. That's right. Um, so, uh, Aaron, how about you? What's your, what's your top up? I'm so curious. This was a, an album that, like, I, same same as you, I was trying to figure out, out of a couple songs, what could do it. And there were songs that were this morning, like, peeking it their way up this morning. But I'm going to go with the one that, like, truly, first couple listens, I was like, uh... Can you turn that up? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the line? Is that the Kamala Harris line? Can you turn that shit up? We did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, Joe. Uh, we, okay, real quick. We just hired someone whose first name is Joe, and they start soon. And all I want to say to him we did is, it, Joe. we did it, Joe. Well, you have to, like, every time that there's any sort of success, we yes, did it, Joe. and any time there's an achievement, whether it, like, even logging into his computer the first day. We, we did it, Joe. <laughs> we got you in. We got you in. Um, that's what I want is my top up. Absolutely. Let's take a listen. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. That one's such a good that's one. That's a good one. And that music video, Mama, ooh, spicy. It is, all the music videos have been oh. very spicy. That one was like, I think that was, the product placement was Durex condom, so you knew it was going to clap. That's right. Yeah. I was like, for a while I was like, how are video, his videos so well produced? And then I was like, okay, well he does have Durex. Yeah. You, ex- you expect yeah. like he's got He's got some corporate money. Oh, money, honey. Money, honey. Oh, yeah, you would expect beats. Or Snapchat or TikTok. They oh, love, TikTok loves. They love, doing, they love doing the videos now. That's they a good do. thing. They do. Um, 
what I love so much about the song is number one, it's it's just super fucking catchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then it's also just I. I it's another song where he's being very vulnerable about like kind of just feeling like, especially now in his successes, he's like, I think there's many ways to interpret the line of like lying it at night uh, with just me and my dreams. Me and my dreams. I think it's also kind of him going like, I want to share my successes with someone. I want yeah. someone to be there for like the ups and the downs. And you want, um, you want someone to say we did have jails. There's there's the other one, another line that I really like. Just love the the word play of it or the the, the writing of it is like, I need an adversary to my down and weary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like someone to like help fight when I'm like in a, ba- a sad place that's or a good one. like that's a good one. I just that's a good line. It's like it's a very cute song. Um, Should get it tattooed. I'm gonna get it tattooed all over the whole thing, beginning to end. There's gonna be like, that's what I fucking want. I was just saying that one line, but you could do the whole song. I'm gonna do the whole song. Okay. Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. that's beginning a, to end. That's With nice. writing credits, which it turns out Ryan Tedder was a part of. Who's that? He's the One Republic guy. Oh, he does a lot of like producing. He and does writing, a lot right? of writing. He he was the original Jack Antonoff before Jack Antonoff. Uh-huh. He wrote like I guarantee you, there's like a handful of Rihanna songs. There's oh, a handful of sure. like Lady yeah. Gaga songs. Yeah. He he wiggled his way around. Good for him. Good for him. He's I mean, Wonder Public is still around, but I don't really know much. Have they been making music? If they have, it's not hitting the airwaves. Mm. And by the airwaves, I mean specifically my because <laughs> I don't think <laughs> our, that like I listen to the radio. Our gay bubble. Yeah, our yeah. gay bubble. It's not. It's not. It's not found its way in. Um, so that's that's the top bops. Biggest flops. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a really, really tough time picking this. I didn't. Okay, then what was yours? Um, mine comes near the end of the album, and it's Life After Salem. I can't even. I I can't put myself in a position mm-hmm. to be able to go song by song. Like it, it to me stood out as like the one song that like wasn't catchy, wasn't just a fun listen. Ugh, didn't like it. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. I Not think for me. I think for me, this is going to be controversial. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, we hate controversy here. I kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the episode um, that some of the featured guests oh. just ha- bring something that it, this album is not for. If that, and and so for me, the "Call Me by Your Name" Montero, oh. or Montero "Call Me by Your Name," the lead lead song with Jack Harlow. <laughs> oh no! 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 Industry Baby is with Jack Harlow. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Industry Baby. And you know what will make you hate it more? What? I think it was produced by Kanye West. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I'm so appreciative. Yeah, Industry Baby, that's actually the one. Because I remember yeah. listening to his verses, and I it, like it literally just had me go like, am I... I don't know, but I don't know on, on Spotify, but like with Apple Music, when you hit the end yeah. of the album, it'll start just playing random songs that yes. like the album. Yeah. Which means that I'm getting a lot of like black rappers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, based on the lyrics, I don't think I'm listening to Little Nas X anymore. And I turn it's like obviously not. Right. But this song like had me go like I was listening to to Jack Harlow's part, and I was like, he couldn't have just been like a little bit less like explicitly straight. I have a question: Who is Jack Harlow? I've um, never heard of this person. No idea. I almost saw he was performing at Bottle Rock when we were there. Is this a, but a Gen Z rapper? I don't know. He's white. A white rapper? Oh, okay. Cool. White rapper. Um, right. Don't know much about him. Who cares? But like, I'm gonna Wikipedia him. Definitely my biggest flop. If he came from TikTok, I'm gonna be pissed. He might have been. <sighs> you know, TikTok's the new the new frontier. <sighs> Well, Simon, we have one last thing to do. Also, Aaron, because I just got an email alert, I need to ask you something. And leaders, uh, chime in as well. I had tickets to see Harry Styles tomorrow. And then he canceled? And then I looked at what the resale value was, and I sold my tickets for like twice, three times the price. He's here tomorrow? Yeah. I'm going to go tomorrow. Well, it's sold out. 
I'm gonna go. Well, if I'd known that, I would have sold you my ticket. At a, no. no. Okay. Well, so it, is that a bad move? Should I have gone? I don't know. I, I would have made a lot of money. Out of it. Um. So I have no shame in this, and this is just a little tangent. I, I don't have any no shame. Okay. Adele comes right. Oh, just, you did sell your tickets when she came, right? Yeah, so I Sorry bought, to spoil the story. But. I bought three pairs of tickets. Oh, I would have sold those. Three pairs of tickets. One was like 14th row floor. Oh my God. One was like 11th row, um, like section 118 or 17, like right next to the stage. And then one was like kind of a little bit further back. And so I... And I'm sure that those tickets sold out in a minute. They sold, they, they sold out instantaneously. Yeah. So... Um, I told some coworkers they I, like I, I sold them theirs at face value, which I was very nice about. That is very nice of you. I, I wouldn't have done that. I sold my second set of tickets for because she was also there for two nights. So I think I bought two oh. two pairs for one night, one pair for another the other night. I sold the other pair for I'm not kidding. I bought them for probably three hundred dollars total, and I sold them for nine hundred. <laughs> Bitch. Yeah, this is why people do that. No, it's it was. That's why we got scalpers. He's like, you're you're lucky. We're getting close to Valentine's Day when I when I sold them to the guy in person. I was like, yeah, well, I'm like, yeah, maybe you should have been online <laughs> to buy the tickets. Yeah, and that's why I'm like obsessive, obsessive about trying to find uh, like the presale code or whatever else. I'm like, I cannot. I already yeah. like yeah. I already missed out on general admission uh, floor for Dua, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even try. I'm just. You want to know why? Why? Fucking Target Center. She's going to Target Center. Why is Dua Lipa not here two nights at Excel? What is the issue? I don't... I, I, I don't... I think we are in a little bit... I would bubble. not see Lady Gaga at the Target Center. I, I don't want to see fucking anybody. I haven't the been there Center. in years. I, I'll go. I'll go bulldoze that place <sighs> it sucks it's the worst venue here i hate it it's not good it's not a good venue but at the same time i'm like for dua i'll go what the fuck are you doing dua who's booking your tour <sighs> i'm upset you Anyways. know what we we can do off the pod is look up who's going to be at excel that same night because that could be truly the the rhyme and rationale as to why she chose target center it better be fucking Adele with an unannounced album. It could be. She's supposed to have one in a couple weeks. Really? Yeah. That's oh, the is truth. that the That's rumor? the truth. Oh, that's the rumor. Okay. Well, maybe we'll review it. We'll see. All right. Well, we have one last thing to do. <sighs> we do. Um, Simon, what's your single obsession? Um, it's called Susie Save Your Love, and it's by Ali X featuring Mitski. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds like a fun one. It's really good. Ali X is kind of just doing a uh, little bit of this, a little bit of that. I days. love Ali X. She's like a cool little fringy pop. pop I get into her for like an hour or two, and then I go away from her for a long time. Me too. But I like it when I'm there. Uh, you like it when you're there? <laughs> How about you, Erin? Um, so... I think I've probably mentioned Elderbrook like millions of times on the pod. He released a song called I'll Find My Way to You with uh, Emmett Fenn. I just, I can't get enough. It's very much just my vibe. I love his energy. I love like the music he puts out and got to give another one to my boy Elderbrook. Well, congratulations, Elderbrook. Way to go. Um, So one final thing we got to do before we shut this thing Mm. down. Simon, where can people find you on the weekends? Thank you so much for asking. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Realist Simon. Um, and if you are interested in my Spotify playlist, uh, you can find it on Spotify uh, app or desktop website. Um, the playlist is called "I Love This Playlist." L U B. Um, that's about it. How about you, Erin? Can I just say yeah. that um, I think it was. Two weekends ago, um, I saw Kesha and Betty Who yes, here. Yes, at the Armory. Uh, Another preferable venue. Preferable venue. That's where she performed summer. last time. That's where, that's right. where she performed last time. Yeah. Oh, um, God. And also, while we're at it, the last time Duo was here at the Armory, it was like Sunday of Pride or something. And Betty right? Who was performing. Yeah, it's like, girl, who is booking your... Anyways, She's not doing it right. Sorry. She's not doing it right. 
Um, 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 what was I going to say? I'm sorry I interrupted. What were you talking about? I was just so upset. What were you talking about? I don't remember. <laughs> I have something really good to say. Socials, um, you came in after I was talking my Spotify playlist. Oh, yes. yes. So I went to go see Betty Who and Kesha. Yes, and one thing that I do, I don't know if you, like, some people don't like to know the set list before the show. Other mm -hmm. people do. Mm -hmm. I'm someone where if it's an artist that I don't really care that much about. You'll look it up. I will look it up. Yeah. Because, like, if, like, Kesha, for example, I don't really care that much about Kesha. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to go to her show, I at least want to know the songs. Yeah. So I'm not going to go through your entire discography, but I will listen to, like, the couple good songs. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I went on to Apple Music, and literally I was sitting there with, like, uh, the kickball kids, and uh, I typed in, like, Betty Who Kesha set list. And literally someone at in our fucking kickball group was like, I, I found his playlist. I was like, is this your playlist? No. Yeah. Shout out to Eric Hauk. Hauk. He lives here now, by the way. Oh. He, he lives in the building, it turns out. Of course. Um, just moved. Just moved in. Welcome. And I told, I told him we could have gotten our referral credit, and he said, well, shoot, too little too late. <laughs> well, uh, shoot. <laughs> uh, but it was like, it was one of those moments where, like, you, you actually can find people's playlists. Even, you can. Turns out sometimes there'll be people you know. Might be me. Might be you. Especially if you type in, I lube this playlist. <laughs> um... You can find me at the Aaron on all socials, um, and you can find our podcast at Bopper Flop Podcast. Um, I think we're going to start posting again. Oh my god! Get excited! <laughs> we I think we said that the last four episodes, three, but this time I three. This time I mean it. Okay. This time I mean it. This time. I'm actually just waiting on a, a picture from Molly or Manny Pollard to to use for his episode. Manny. But, Manny, um, stop sending nudes and send in a face pic. All right. Well, um, Manny, if you're listening, um, please slide into our DMs. Yep. Um, Little Nas X, thank you so much for listening. And you also absolutely slide in. Slide. I will take you. Get you scoop. In. I will take you out of the requested bucket. You know, right on in. Whatever. Right on in. Right on in. Yeah. Priority pass. Priority pass. And then also shout out to our non-sponsor this week, Polly and Bark. Polly Thank and you Bark. so much for making chairs, sofas, mm -hmm. um, living room, and bedroom decor. And thank you, Aaron, for selling me your old Nespresso machine. Because I, I, I gave mine to Dara as a parting gift. I know. I heard. Dara, miss I, you What are you texting me about it? When you were like, um, so do you saw that Nespresso machine? I was like... <laughs> Clearly, you must have just given it away, and you're like, I have had to have that downstairs coffee too many times. And I was like, I was like, and I kept on being like, Eric, like, let's schedule a time because we're both busy. And he was like, oh, I'll be free after five. And then he fucking was at the dinner or whatever. And I was like, can you just please you just get it together? Okay, well, I um, you could have. Honestly, I was like, I was getting to the point, I was like, just someone pick it up. Someone pick this fucking thing up. All right. Um, goodbye, everyone. Love you.